What's up, Ditch the Job listeners? Mark Burry, the podcasting and virtual summit launch coach here. And one of the benefits of ditching your job is that you get control over your life. You get to become your own boss. And some people like to use that extra freedom to travel the world and go to a variety of different places. Our guest is one of those types of people. She is a world traveler who sold everything at 40 to move across the world to Malaysia. And she's had a variety of career paths, but has now found her new home in traveling and documenting her journey. Her blog, Sand in My Curls, shows what life is like as a traveler. Our guest who joins us for this episode of Ditch the Job is none other than Kirsten Rakuya. Kirsten, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you, Mark? Kirsten, thank you so much for taking the time to come on Ditch the Job. And I feel like there are a lot of people who think about travel, they think about exploring the world, but they don't really know how they can do it uh, from a money standpoint. So can you talk a little bit about how you went, just you decided to sell everything and really embrace the travel? Can you talk a little bit about how that happened? Well, my husband and I had been planning to leave America for years and years. We talked about it literally when we first started dating. Um, in 2003, we got married and we're like, okay, now we can do it. Let's just, let's have an adventure. It wasn't because we didn't like America or we weren't happy with the politics. It was literally just because we wanted an adventure. And we thought, okay, we'll make this happen. We can do anything. We're young, we're smart, we can do anything. And then life happened and, you know, we started, I started a business and he was in a business and we thought, okay, it gets harder when you have more reasons to be in America, which businesses, you know, obviously are important. So, so we kept thinking, okay, it'll, it'll happen, it'll happen, it'll happen. And we kept researching for uh, 10 years, we researched and we thought Costa Rica is going to be the place. And we went back, I think about 10 times to visit Costa Rica. We drove all over the country. We didn't find a specific place. But we actually said, okay, it doesn't matter. When we're ready to go, we're just going to pick up and we're going to sell everything and go. And we'll, find, we'll figure it out when we get there. So a lot of it was kind of seat of the pants situation. We kind of just, we wanted to, we felt like it was important for us to try this and do something different with our lives. Um, but we didn't really have the best plans per se. And um, we just kept talking about how we needed to move. And one day, like in 2012, I was like, okay, now is the time. Like, it just hit me. Like, if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. And I still had my business. I was terrified. And we went on a vacation to Malaysia and fell in love with Malaysia and then said, well, let's just do it. So we literally went back six months later, sold everything in the States. We did like an estate sales, everything except for our apartment. And then we took off in 12, 20, September of 2013. And we just had a one-way ticket to Malaysia and figured it out. Then we'll figure it out when we get there. And um, it's been quite a ride. It definitely probably could have been more planned out, but we're, we're, not, that, we're not big planners. <laughs> we're big on like seeing how the world, you know, what the world has in store for us. So it's been a, uh, it's been challenging and fun and eye-opening and I wouldn't change a minute of it. And there are a few interesting points. I mean, there is some prep that you do want to do. I mean, Kirsten, uh, she did have her business for a while and then she decided to go on this path. But there is a point where you just have to say like, you know, if I don't do it now, then I'm probably never going to do it. So you just got to go and do it. I mean, worst case scenario, Kirsten could have just turned around and went back if things didn't work out. But there is a point where 
you, you, you could think about ditching the job, but for you to live like fulfilled and happy with your work, there is a point where you do have to ditch the job. So I'm wondering, Kirsten, if you could share those, because I know there's just like 10 years of research and thought. Um, like, how did you finally get to start on this journey? Because I feel like starting and taking that really big step is hard for a lot of people. Okay. So first, Mark, it's Kirsten, not Kirsten. Oh, Kirsten, my apologies. Yeah. It's a big, it's a tough one. Okay. So, I mean, I think the biggest thing, you know, you can do all the research that you want. You can travel and look at the places that you want to go and you can really pick a place and find your home just from going there and doing the research. You can do that. But actually for us, the first real step was announcing it and telling our friends and then selling everything. And when you, when you, when you're in your thirties, I was 39, Mark was, um, Mark was 48. And we were just like telling people then in the middle of our, our businesses that were doing really well, we were really successful saying We're going to quit our jobs and leave. People were like, what are you doing? Have you like, are you losing your mind? Have you lost it? Are you, is this a midlife crisis? Like, what are you doing? How can you leave everything that you've built? How can you leave these really solid businesses and walk away? And our answer was like, because we want to, we don't have kids. We don't have, not that you can't do it with kids, but we don't have kids. And all we were doing was paying our, we were working a million hours a week to pay taxes. And so we thought, why are we doing this? What is the benefit of us? Like we never see each other. We never travel together. We never, we feel the most alive when we're traveling. And so what are, what's, what's stopping us? And once we really made that decision, no matter what anyone said, all the naysayers, they were all like, you know, oh, you'll be back. It'll be like, a, it's, a, it's going to be a long vacation. You'll be back in a year. You know, we were just like, you know what? Screw you guys. We love you, but you're not getting it. And we don't need you to get it because we know we're doing the right thing for us. And yeah, you can always fall back on, you can always come back to the States. However, we tried to, I don't want to say burn the bridges by selling everything, but we, I mean, we really didn't have anything to come back to, obviously family and friends and all that. But I mean, monetarily, we didn't want to come back. So I, I was like, we cannot keep stuff in America because if we keep a home in America, if we keep a car and all of our stuff, then we're going to have one foot in Malaysia and one foot in America. So you really have to be dedicated and make the decision. And that, that's where it all stems from. If you, it's okay to go back if it doesn't work out. It's okay to find another country if it doesn't work out. And it's okay to just travel if it doesn't work out and work online. But you have to just be dedicated and not let anyone else change your mind and let the naysayers get to you. Does that answer your question? Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean there's a really great point that's brought up. Uh, because there are going to be some people who they're like, you shouldn't be leaving your high paying job. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, like we're talking about country or job or like whatever it may be like, you know, like making a big thing, like leaving something behind, like a high paying job. And, uh, you could have people say, well, you know, like you're getting this high paying job. What are you doing? But you really just have to tune into yourself and tune into like, you know, like, Hey, what do I want to do instead of just trying to fit into everyone else's box. So I'm wondering how did you take that uh, criticism from family and friends and be able to like still love them and at the same time, like not let their thoughts affect what you wanted to do. 
it's definitely hard, especially when it's your family. And like my grandma was 96 years old and she did, you know, she said to me literally, I'm going to quote, you should just wait until I die to go. And she's 102 now. So, <laughs> so clearly I, I was, I made the right decision to go. But when you have a small family and you have a 96 year old woman that you love telling you don't go, it is really, really hard. And it is, even to this day, it's hard when I talk to her. Like she still is like, I can't believe you left me. I mean, the total Jewish guilt trip, you know, I just feel like you have to know that they just want the best for you and they think they know what's best for you. So, you know, and I get that, their family, their friends, they want the best for you, but they don't know what's best. They can't tell you what really you need to do for you. And living inside the box is not for everybody. And unfortunately, people who want to live outside the box get, you know, beaten back into that box a lot of times from their family and friends. So you just have to really think to yourself, like, what do I want and why do I want this? Like, what does it mean for me to be free, to be not living in a place where I have to work 100 hours a week? What does it mean for me? And when you look at that, you can, you realize if you're making the right decision, no matter how hard it is. And there will be times, especially in the first few months that you will break down and be like, what have I done? Why did I move here? What am I doing? I've just left everything. And then you just have to go back to those times and go, why did I do this? What was the reason? What motivated me to do this? And you'll realize that you're doing the right thing at that point. And it's not an easy thing to do. And it's not a common or popular thing to do, especially it's not like I'm retired. So, you know, it, it definitely, it, it definitely pulls your heartstrings when people tell you not to go and, and you know, don't go till, till I die kind of thing. But I mean, you just have to look at it and go, there's no way I'm going to live doing what I'm doing now and happily. You know, I don't want to work 80 hours a week for the rest of my life, even though I liked what I did. I didn't want to have that kind of lifestyle. So for us, it was about picturing what life could be if we stayed in Chicago. You know, that was something that we were like, in 10 years, do we still want to be doing this and working our tails off just to pay taxes? It's like, for what? You know, it wasn't, that wasn't what our vision for our life was. So you have to just really listen to yourself and tune into yourself and your needs and why you're doing it. That's, uh, I mean, that's a really deep insight because I mean, for Kirsten to have that experience and just to really like still go all in with her dream and still to love her family and the mutual love. I mean, uh, you never know like when you make the decision to ditch a job or go on any, make any big decision, who is going to object to that decision? And you have to really look at your vision and ask yourself, is this something that I really want to do? And just be able to tune out people's like, you know, like second, like doubt, doubting you and stuff like that. And still being able to give them that love and respect. If it is a family member or a friend who you care about very closely. So, uh, that is definitely a very interesting thing to think about when it comes to ditching your job or uh, moving somewhere else. One of the things that I do want to jump on is you said that you did like 10 years of research uh, before you decided to make this move. But when you did decide to make the move, it was very uh, quick, like you sold everything as uh, has already been covered. So I'm wondering if you can share uh, when you did sell everything and decide to just go for it, like the way you described it is like, you know, like in the moment and like not too much planning, but 
would you say that 10 years of research was sufficient planning or would you say that um, it wasn't like, it was uh, more on the fly? Okay. So yeah, we did 10 years of research talking about where we wanted to go and, and how we were gonna do it. And we visited places in Costa Rica and all of that. But it wasn't a, a rash decision to move to Malaysia. Well, it was a rash decision I was supposed to move to Malaysia because we'd only been there for three weeks once and we fell in love with it. But the planning about selling everything, we had always talked about that. That was our goal. It was to sell everything and go. It wasn't to, to have like our half stuff in America and have a home still to come back to and try it out for three months. So the planning was, was, it was not just research about where to go, but also like how to do it. Like how do you deal with bank accounts? How do you deal with phone, phone, phone stuff? Like, how am I going to be able to talk to my family? You know, this is, you know, obviously a lot of it was before, before like Skype and all that, but when you're, when we first started, but you know, I think, I think you, you have to research and figure out where to go first. Obviously that's important, but then there's all the details that you don't know until you get somewhere. So you can't plan for everything. You just can't, you have to just wing a little bit of it and go, okay, you know, we want to go, we know this is where we're going to go, you know, and we have to kind of go, okay, how are we going to make money when you get there? I think that was something that we didn't plan and maybe we could have planned that better, whether we stayed on board consulting with our current with the business that we are on or we, were, we, were, we owned, um, that might've been an option for us, but we didn't do that. We, we really wanted to cut all, all ties, not to friends and family, but to just to, to, we didn't want to have like a, handcuff in America, bringing us back there. So we felt like for us, it was important to really start all over and start a new adventure. And the planning, you can plan for everything that you think you need to know, you need to plan about, and then you get somewhere and you're like, oh, we never thought about that. And that's just, that's just life. Like you can't, you don't know what you don't know. And you have to accept that. So at some point you have to just, you have to just jump in with both feet because you will plan until you are, your, your analysis paralysis, like you will plan and plan and plan and plan and plan and then never go anywhere. So at some point you have to go, okay, we only can do so much, screw it, we gotta go. And that's kind of how it was. It, it was not like a, a quick decision for us and it was an emotional, like fraught decision for us because it's going to Costa Rica is, you know, a few hours on a, on a plane. This is going across the globe on a plane. So that makes things more challenging and like visiting home is more challenging and, and you know, just even, we're, sometimes we're 15 hours apart from our family. So like, just even to talk to them. So that, that, it becomes challenging. There's a lot more logistics when you're that far away. But you have to just jump in at some point and go, okay, we have to start, we have to do this. Otherwise you will be sitting and, and reading about everyone else doing it or reading about what, you, what your dreams are and never take, take action. And that, that's a really great breakdown that Kirsten gives us because you could do all the planning that you want and planning will set you up for more success, but it's in the action taking where you get to see the plan being implemented. And some of the parts of the plan are going to work beautifully. Other parts of the plan, maybe not so much, but they're going to be things you don't account for. And I mean, the fact that Kirsten, like, you know, they did 10 years of research and all these different, like, you know, bank accounts and really important things like that. Uh, but even then, it didn't have all the answers. So uh, no matter what plan you have, it's not going to be perfect, but it is going to be a good roadmap that helps you get you out of your job or helps you get to that path that you want to be on. So I think that's a really great 
insight that uh, Kirsten shares with us. And for people who want to continue following Kirsten and uh, learn more about her journey, uh, her blog, Sand in My Curls, will be in the show notes. Uh, do you want me to include anything else in there for people who want to follow all of your work? Sure. I mean, just in general, I would say, um, I would say as far as my blog goes, it is not just about, about um, like Malaysia. It's actually about being an expat and what it's like to be an expat and what it means and how you, how you feel and how it happens to your friends and all the, the, real, the realities of being an expat. So it's not just a travel blog, and um, it has some of both. But I think for people who are thinking about ditching their job, I think something that you should think about is that like nothing is permanent, and you don't have to make anything. That, nothing is written in stone. Like we said, we'll come to Malaysia, we'll check it out. We came with two suitcases. If it didn't work out, we said we'll just go somewhere else. So once you make the first move, it's really easy to make the second and third and fourth. Whether you're a digital nomad or you plan on moving to one country because you want you want to try out just a new a new home. So it's something to think about. You don't have to, nothing is permanent. Like you don't have to make a decision and that has to be it. Everything is movable. Everything is adjustable. So just remember that when you're, when you're planning that you, you won't, you may not know it all, but you will certainly figure it out when you get there. And if you don't like it, you can keep going. Really, really solid advice. I mean, all of that is really spot on, whether you want to just ditch your job or go to a different state or country, but uh, once again, Kirsten, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on Ditch the Job. It was such a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Mark.